Welcome to the Dripping in Black podcast, where we celebrate Black excellence throughout the Black diaspora. Here's your host, David V. Lewis. What's up, good people all across the world? It is the Dripping in Black podcast. I am your host, David V. Lewis. And per usual, we have another fantastic guest lined up for you who represents Black excellence in some way in the world around us. Today's guest is Christian Browner. Christian, say hello to the world. Hello, everyone. Hi. All right. And so this one should be pretty interesting. Me and Christian go way back. We'll delve into how we go way back uh, in a second. But if you follow the podcast for our first season and now into our second season, you know, I always like to start off by introducing our guests properly. And I start off with this very simple, but not so simple question. Who is Christian Browner? Well, Christian Browner was originally Christian Percy. I'm first a child of God. Uh, Mm. I am ambitious, ambitious. I am determined to set goals and to reach them. I have two phenomenal children. One, you know quite well, uh, Darius, who is the pioneer of his organization, May Student Athletics, and my daughter, Sydney, who is now studying holistic medicine to become a holistic practitioner. Mm -hmm. And where does the browner come from? The browner come from because I am also recently married to Bernard Mm -hmm. Browner during the COVID. Mm-hmm. So yes, I am a wife. Yeah. And so I met you as Christian Percy. Yes. <laughs> and we have someone in common whom we love very much. And that is one Darius Lewis. Why is his last name Lewis? Hmm, I wonder why is his last name? <laughs> well, because his dad is a phenomenal guy. His last name is Lewis. Okay. And who is, who is that guy? Wow. Uh, I'm not quite sure. He kind of favored you. So, um, yeah, but he had a little more black hair back then, a little more Mm. hair. But yeah, we we changed. But yes, we do go back, uh, as I said earlier, as a full flats on the Cadillac. So a lot of history, Mm -hmm. good history. And he is a phenomenal young man. Yeah. So way back, right after high school, right? Yeah, when when they were uh, matching back then, the hats and shirts, and you know he's matching hats, <laughs> shirts going to uh, uh, Cedar Point in in your car that you probably shouldn't have ever bought, but you know. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so but, yeah, we yeah. go back, way back. This is the mother of my first son. Uh, she was Christian Percy. Uh, some people know her as Chichi. Yes. If you know uh, me as Chi-Chi, you really know me. Yeah. And so, you know, like I said, we uh, just for the audience sake, this is somebody that I know very, very well. We're good friends. We have a strong connection. Yeah. Because of our our child. And then, of course, our child has three wonderful children, you know, three grandchildren for us. So it's a it's a forever bond between us, too. Absolutely. All right. 
So you graduate high school and then you go on to nursing, right? Talk a little bit about that. So, yeah, from there to nursing and then from nursing, I actually went and got my degree through respiratory. So I'm a respiratory therapist. And for those that are not familiar with respiratory therapists, we were very, very well deep last year with COVID because we are the ones that uh, put the patients on the ventilators. So um, I also hold a degree, a bachelor's degree in healthcare uh, management, so healthcare administration management. And um, I am also a BLS or CPR instructor. So I teach CPR as well. I go to a lot of different facilities and teach the staff uh, CPR as well as that I teach people for those who are not familiar patients that have traits. So I do trait care training as well. So kind of busy. And uh, I was asking, I was thinking about um, you started off as what kind of nurse? Because I know it's a difference. It's a, like it's a couple of different types of nursing, right? So it is. what did so you start just, off in? So originally I started off in as the LPN program. And then, like I said, that that those are the different ones. Like you said, is the LPN, is RN. And then there's also types that are going different fields, like uh, pediatric nursing and things of that nature, or geriatric, or just whatever different areas. Then there's general nursing. But again, because my degree is in respiratory. I remember, I, I remember you kind of working your way through that, right? Getting certificate after certificate, yes. and kind of going from yes. one level to the next level to the next level over the several several years that I've known you, right? Talk a little bit about that. So what does that look like? You start where in terms of nursing? And then where did you go from there, from your start? Well, I want to say from my start, I think I started out in nursing as far as like actually being a CNA, a certified nurse assistant in a couple of nursing homes. And so with that being said, I wanted to do more in the nursing area. Mm-hmm. Um so right again, I achieved that. And then after that, um, I liked it, but not as much as I did respiratory. Uh, I always tease my friends that uh, all of us that's in the medical field that if you're not breathing, a pill or nothing else don't matter. You know, you got to be breathing. So <laughs> big facts. Uh, exactly. Big facts. <laughs> nothing else matters. Pill nothing else matters. Not a pill in the world if you're not breathing. Loved ones. Not, none. You got to be breathing. So also with that, I went to receiving hospital was one of our inner city hospitals. I actually started at Henry Ford. And then I went okay. to Detroit receiving an inner city hospital. And to actually be honest, I always tell this story. I freaked out because uh, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm really doing this. You know, so I was in ICU. I worked on uh, the burn unit. Um, which is a very phenomenal place that uh, receiving because Detroit don't have a lot of burn units. I think it's Detroit receiving and then U of M. But anyway, at um, at the hospital, I also went further to become a COPD educator and an asthma educator. So I'm able to um, do COPD, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary diseases, people that are usually smokers, things of that nature mm-hmm. that are on inhalers and things like that and asthma. So if you have asthma, I also 
was doing that, do the education and teaching with that. And again, I got the CPR license when I was at receiving. So every time they asked who wanted to do that, it was me. I wanted to learn it. I wanted to learn it. And it didn't matter. For one, they was paying for it. So where was it going to hurt at? So, and again, it just uh, was a thing of I was always eager to learn more. And I like what I do. So when you like what you do, you do well at it. Yeah. Yeah. So my producer is asking what school did you attend? So let's kind of go back to high school. And then high school, the other school. I'm telling all my business. High school, I went to Cooley, <laughs> sweet, sweet, mm-hmm. red and black. Went to Cooley High School, fifteen oh five five Hubble. And <laughs> so yes, even when I was at Cooley, I played the violin. I was uh, also in a couple organizations there. Also, for those who remember the uh, gosh, what is the museum downtown? The Henry Ford. Oh, it's not that. It's not there no more, but mm. so I played the violin. I, I danced. I did a couple of things when I was in high school, but I did attend Cooley High School. You got the DIA. You got the historical museum. Yeah, but it was a museum down near or orchestra hall. Damien probably knows for sure. But. Okay, that's, that's it. I think the orchestra hall. Yeah, but that's still there. What I'm talking about is is no longer there, but. I used to perform there, right, we used to perform there as well as a couple other places. So, right, one of the other, like, other ladies probably or girls at that time when you were in high school was on cheer team. I was playing the violin, but (laughs) I like music, so. Yep, and so you you go on and you get a bachelor's. All right, so I go on and I went to Oakland Community College, and then from there I went to it is called Baptist Health School System. That's where I went. Okay. All right. So that is for health cool. professionals. Yes. So let's get into the meat of this uh, conversation. And that is you have created a business. And so, you know, for me, and again, we know each other well, that's quite a leap, right? To, to go into business ownership. Yes. There's some safety in going to school getting credentialed and working for somebody else, right? It's a it's a risk yeah, to get into your own business. So you have worked your way from nursing all the way up into these various different aspects of the medical field. And then now you decide to open a business. So tell the people, what's the name of your business first and foremost? First and foremost, the name of my business is Beautiful Soul Wellness Spa. And the soul, how do you spell soul? Right. Let me get it right. Because all, all, all souls need to be taken care of. So soul is S-O-L-E, which is the mm-hmm. soul of your foot. Yeah. So beautiful so yes, soul. Beautiful wellness. soul, S-O-L-E, wellness spa. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. So tell us about this. What What is beautiful soul wellness? Well, as you say, that's a, a big leap. And, and it was a, a leap that I was afraid of. And as you said, a risk, but also risk is also um, stepping out on faith. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I knew for a fact that I can do because that I do have is faith. And I also know um, I am strong in, in making my decisions with things. And, and again, just stepping out on faith. And also for me, it was like, when I retired, do I really want to retire? Because I, I just don't see me 
retiring and not doing nothing. So I created this because um, God spoke to me last year during a time that uh, was shut down for us in more ways than once. So it gave me a lot of time to kind of just, you know, center myself and, and think of a lot of things that I wanted to do, which I've already had thought about this because, again, this came from an experience for me, too. And I just kind of created it on the medical aspect and did some research on it to see if there's anything like that that exists. So when I did research, because something like that for me or anything I do, I do do research. Um, I'm, I'm not a follower at all, even when people say it might not even work, but, you know, but everything is for everybody. So I did the research. I did my homework. I found someone. I went, I studied, I, I went to the schooling for it, um, took the certifications. And so um I wanted to this year to actually step on on faith and create that space for beautiful soul wellness. And I wait to my next question to see if this will fall into. So my next question is, what what is it? So you know, beautiful soul wellness. What what kind of business is it? Okay, so beautiful soul wellness is a a spa that I am creating a private space for people that would like to come and get their soul s-o-l-e together because for me and like as we led up to me just working in hospitals and and doing the type of work I was on my feet a lot and a lot of us are on our feet a lot and of course me seeing different patients everybody feet don't look like they are their feet and I won't show my feet on camera (laughs) <laughs> you know, and, and so I'm saying that to say that there are some young ones that, you know, feed don't look like their feet. And I'm saying that because mm-hmm. it's some things are genetic. Some some things are because we just don't take the time to take care of ourselves. So I wanted to create that private space where we can because a lot of people I have even heard say, no, that's that's for that's for women and I don't mm. do that. And, you know, it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal because mm. your feet matter. Everything from the top goes to the bottom. That's where all your nerves and everything, your feet do matter. And so for me, I wanted to create happy, healthy, happy feet. Mm. And so I wanted to do more than, than to just put polish on to make it look pretty. Because, again, when the polish comes off, it's just like a wig. I apologize. But when the polish <laughs> come off. You know, the problem still exists. So why not, if we can, try to address the problem? Yeah. So that's why that was created on top of, like I said, of an experience that I had. So I, if I'm a couple, do I call you for a spa treatment? Or if I'm, I'm not, if I'm coming to Beautiful Soul Wellness, am I coming because my feet need some intensive attention? Or is it a both and? Oh, no, it, it does not have to be a problem at all. This It make it much easier if it's not a problem, you mm. know, but if it is a problem um, for me, I think you should always anything pertaining to yourself, you know, uh, make sure you're getting the best of what, what needs to be done for you, you know, and and again, problems, they, they need to be addressed. You know, if, if there's a problem, you need to address it, you know, and so. We have all type of places, though, if that's not a concern for you, then that's okay. But to know, to come to me, beautiful soul, and I see something, I am going to, you know, suggest. And the three R's that I do is to recognize, 
you know, recommend and possibly refer. So I'm, mm-hmm. I am able to incorporate a podiatrist, which is a foot doctor, if need to be. So with that being said, um, I think it's kind of a two-in-one coming to me. Okay. So come in and get, you know, what you would say, I would, at risk of being kind of dangerous here, a typical experience. You have a typical experience where people go get a pedicure, get their feet taken care of, but then come to you. The added part of that is they get the medical background of it and you're able to look at their feet and kind of determine, oh, you know, you might need this or you might need that. And here are my suggestions and recommendations. Right. So for, especially for first time clients, uh, it would be called a client consultation. So we would do a client consultation because you may say, hey, Chris, I don't need you to do anything. Just give me a regular pedicure, which is fine. You know, mm. so again, I'm not going to suggest anything because sometimes some people are, as we know, I'm OK. That's not what I asked you to do. And, and that's fine. So my thing is I'm creating that space. And let you know I'm here if you would like that. But if not, I'm okay with if if you don't want to know anything about it. So again, if you are a first-time client, I will do a client consultation, give you the information, and either way you want to go with it, at the end of the day, it's fine with me. Okay. So now I'm thinking, you know, you elevate through nursing, you're drawn to respiratory, right? Breathing. Really, only, How yeah. in the world do you get to a business that's dealing with people's feet? What what pushes you there? <laughs> uh, like I said before, you probably don't remember, but I did dabble into doing nails way back in the day. And, and so far back to with airbrushing, we used to just airbrush nails. So I had an airbrushing machine, so I had airbrush nails. So I was also in the nail industry, but after I got in the medical field, I no longer did it. But now here we are back where I have taken the two and combined them, which I think is phenomenal. And I don't have to just do feet. So because I am a nail tech, I am able to, and it's considered an advanced nail tech, as well as an MNT, a medical nail technician or a foot care practitioner. So those are the other certifications. But at the same time, I combined them of just knowing me having that uh, 20 plus background of medical medical background along with the beauty industry and combine them together I thought was kind of cool and again not just with that but with the experience of that I had as well from my pedicure so the more you talk the more I keep adding zeros to your your channel looking like this it's some stuff well, I didn't I'll let know. you know when they they, they start because I, I haven't seen too many of uh would you let me know yet, <laughs> I'm wondering hmm. yeah I'll let you know I might be the last to know no, we friends we I'll let you know okay <laughs> uh, can I borrow a dollar <laughs> absolutely you only have to borrow you can have it a dollar oh or- okay all right so but I think what I'm getting at is you go from respiratory to opening, not just doing people's feet, but opening a business specifically for people's feet. Was there some incident that you had to lead you into that particular business? Right. And so that's my, so let me just kind of go back. So my services and or my specialty is the care of doing soakless pedicures or nail restorations or 
wellness pedicures, but I am still able to do the regular pedicures. Because again, if you can do a medical pedicure, obviously you should be able to do a, a regular pedicure. But um, I did have an experience a couple of years ago where I went to an American and had a pedicure. And this is not someone that I just uh, went one time. I was going to this individual for a couple of years. And so what happened just for the sake of time, she did me in a, in a rushing matter. Uh, she nicked me, but I didn't really pay much attention to it because it wasn't anything major. But later on in the evening, I was feeling quite a bit of pain in my foot. Um, it was so bad. So I wasn't able to sleep. The sheet was an issue. I couldn't put the sheet on my foot. Long story short, I looked down and it looked like my toe was swelling. Really like the Flintstones, like how it was just like <laughs> red and throbbing. And I'm like, wait a minute, the heck? I didn't drop anything on it. So I said, well, all right, it's hurting to that degree. It's something else underlining it. So I looked at it and again, it was, it was swelling. So I went to urgent care thinking they'd probably just give me some antibiotic because of course I got the medical bed. I'm not a doctor. So I do want to make that clear. I don't diagnose, but I did go to um, urgent care and thinking they were just going to give me an antibiotic and they did. But at the same time, she said, um, I need to start you on antibiotic. And I also probably might have to cut your toenail off and I need to drain it right now. So I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. And so um, I said, wow, that's, that's, I said, wait a minute. No, well. She said, no, well, you have those options only, you know. So she did start me on antibiotic immediately and, and let you know it wasn't by a pill. It was a needle because mm -hmm. it needed to get into my system intravenously that, that quick. Mm -hmm. And wow. then um, I did not lose my toenail because I asked if we can hold off on that part because she said possibly. So I said, let's hold off on that part. And because I just wanted to see what I could probably do or see what, I, I don't know, it was just too much to just get all at once. So they did have to cut down the side of my toe to drain it and ask me to follow up with the doctor in a couple of days. Uh, in a couple of days, while I was on the antibiotic, my leg started turning red, my foot, and so it was going up my leg. Wow. infection and because again I was on my feet a lot and at work I wasn't able to work so here I was off work so from work I went straight to emergency thinking again it wasn't gonna be a big deal you see what's going on so they end up keeping me so I never went home I went from work to the hospital and they kept me for three days they kept me because I was becoming septic so if you don't know, it's septic. It's meaning I'm starting to have an infection in my blood. So it was traveling into my in my bloodstream. So um, they gave me an antibiotic um, that, of course, me, I had an allergic reaction to. So my blood pressure started dropping. Mind you, let's remember this, a pedicure. Yep. So uh, then my blood pressure started dropping. So they had to move me from uh, one room to more so in like a, a monitoring room, I, uh, not ICU, but a room where they can observe me a little more because my blood pressure started dropping. I really, really got scared because, again, I never went home, never got to see the kids because I went from work to there and they kept me. 
And so they got my blood pressure, blood pressure stable. And uh, I had doctors coming in that wanted to see me. That wasn't my doctor because they just was amazed. Wow, we heard, you know, from the pedicure. So long story short, what happened is that the instruments that she used were not clean. Wow. And so I ended up having getting a bad infection from that. So um, my family, a few of them were very shocked that I even allowed myself to get pedicures because I always used to do it myself. But mm. this was somebody I had uh, felt safe with, you know, and mm. um, this particular time just with her rushing and not handling things in the right way basically literally almost could have cost my life cost me my life wow yeah so you spoke about um the chance of losing your nail but actually you didn't have to lose your nail um what allowed you to preserve your nail okay yes so i did not lose my toenail that they had talked about possibly could happen during urgent care so when i was in the when i was hospitalized um, I was on a, a very strong antibiotic that helped as well as that I myself created a uh, home-based sugar scrub and a uh, body butter that had all natural ingredients. And I sell it and use it today on my clients. So I have a sugar scrub again, one that's here that, again, is all natural products. It is vegan-free. It is even good for babies. So it, it's it can be utilized all over. It's not even just for your feet, but um, the body butter as well is something I created because that helps keep it moisturized because it dried it, it dried really bad until it dried up a lot of the skin, the dead skin. So I hydrated it a lot and put a lot of moisture back in it. But I utilized both of these products that I created that I am now still selling today. And I use it on my clients as well. And it's phenomenal. And it's all overuse for your body. So that is a happy and that thing. helped nurse your nail. It helped nurse, it helped, your, nail it helped nurse the nail bed. I apologize to nurse the nail bed. And also with exfoliation mm-hmm. of the sugar scrub created to remove a lot of the dead skin. But then after that, then I put the moisture back in with the uh, body butter. Yeah. And so when people come to Beautiful Soul Wellness, they do they get that as a part of the treatment or is that something that they would have to purchase separately? They can purchase it separately to take home for further use if they like, but I don't have any products that I buy from anyone else to use when I create and do the services. These these products are the things that I utilize when I do the clients myself. And again, for further usage or, or home usage, because anything that you do, you should still continue to do it even at home, you know, but if not, and you're seeing me on a regular that's what you're going to get is my products that I utilized on myself. So that is my testimony that I turned into, you know, <laughs> to this. Yeah. And beautiful I share soul. that each time because yes. Yeah. Beautiful soul is born out of this, uh, but yes. not immediately, not immediately. No, not immediately. So you go through no, this, this experience. This, you know, you think like a pedicure is something simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right, is really pick a color as the, the other place say. Mm-hmm. And so you go from yeah. that to this, you know, um, life-threatening experience, right? Yeah, and then blood you get pressure from that, dropping. Yeah, 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 life-threatening. And, yeah, uh, life-threatening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so now, so you get beyond that experience, you're, you're healed, you're whole, and then you start the business. Would you say you started the business specifically because of that, that experience, or was that just kind of the, the main thing that got you going to do it? I want to say that definitely was one of the main things that got me going, because I don't see a lot of that happening. You know, I, I don't. And the few times that I did go to pedicures and places, and, and even for me, I, people that know me know me, me being a germaphobic and, and cleaning of things all the time, even now, I that that's me, it's not going to change, whether it was COVID or any of that, that that's just how I am. And to know that that experience happened to me and to get hospitalized, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was just something that I felt that uh, others should know about as well as that we can't always just want to pay $25 because it's cheaper. You know, we have to really take in consideration on what we do to our bodies and to ourselves and and how we uh, treat ourselves. Cause it's like a car. We have to make sure that we, uh, putting the right parts and things in it. So Beautiful Soul was created created out of that because, um, again, my experience, my testimony with that, and for me to be here to talk about it, but also to educate and share the knowledge and understanding that I have about how important it is. Again, um, I come across people that may have a fungus on one toenail and it spreads to several. And mm-hmm. again, it might be not be something that I can do because of it being so far gone, but to just incorporate, to suggest to you that, hey, you may not have ever seen a podiatrist, but maybe you should go see one because maybe it's a pill, the oral pill that you need to take now because of the fungus, you know? So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much it with that. So here's one of the things I always find interesting with people that start businesses, you know, so you have a business idea. It's not as simple as just saying, okay, I have an idea. Let's start a business, right? There's challenges and things that come along the way. So talk a little bit about that. What were some of the, once you got it on your mind to do this, what were some of the challenges you had to overcome to make it happen? Uh, Money. (laughs) <laughs> for one, uh, making sure, you know, with things, because I mean, with any business, you want to make sure that you you getting eventually what you put in, you know, as well as that. Um, another challenge of me just knowing which way to go or how to start it. Uh, I do thank my son who said from day one when he graduated from college, he was not going to work for anybody and start his business. And I say that because he helped his mom know yeah. how to go and, and make sure that, you know, I was going in the right direction and, and the things that I needed to do, because I know a lot of us, sometimes we start businesses and, and if they're not done the right way, then initially it's, it's going to crash. And I didn't want that. And, and I know it's going to be roller coaster time up and down and it's okay. So I had to make sure I had that balance of those times. And so, uh, like I said, I appreciate him at least initiating, showing me, making sure that I was on the right track. So I guess I didn't have too many because I did have that help from him. Yeah. That's, that's, that's an interesting story. That's one of the things that me and Darius don't butt heads on much, but <laughs> That's one of the things we butt head, butted heads on because he has two degrees. And I'm like, you need to use these degrees for something. 
you know, but again, it's one of the things that now I realize how wrong I was about it. And it had a lot to do with my own personal biases about how to go about supporting for your family. And I always thought it was school, get your degree. Yeah, you, that's what we uh, taught. Consistent pay. Yeah. yeah. But he has that entrepreneurial that's spirit cool. and and I'm, I'm happy for him. But yeah, I see it probably bit. from both because look at it. I mean, I would never think that, you know, here you are and kudos to you with this. This, this Oh, awesome. this is all Sean. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just benefiting from the greatness of S squared. But that's scenes, kudos to you both. To Absolutely. Oh, right. kudos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's let's talk about this. You've come a long way. You know a lot more now than you knew when you were younger. If you can go back and speak to, let's say, the uh, CNA, Christian Percy, <laughs> what's some advice you would give her? Um, I would say I would give her advice on just just staying strong in in your decision i i teach my kids that as well as that uh few people used to call me butter back then i think one of them was my sister because i was always the the soft one that they felt like she felt peasy tougher one yeah he peasy was the strong one you know that don't take her so I, I was butter back then. And so I don't want to say butter, but I, I care more about other people's feelings and thoughts than I did my own. So the younger me, you know, not saying I wouldn't care about others' feelings, but but mine matter for sure first. So just just being strong and staying in the game on what you want to do and 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 just you know keep God first with it and and make it happen. Cause if if I have a saying now that uh get up, get dressed. I mean, get up, dress up, even if you don't feel like it, you know, but show up. Show get up, up, dress up, show up. Yeah, get up, dress up, show up. Okay. Shout out to EPZ, aka Alicia. Shout out to Mook. <laughs> <Kind Lawson. laughs> he was just talking about you the other day. That's so crazy. <laughs> You always uh, say this was a, a rapper back in the day, Day at MC. It was at uh, many of your shows. Shout out to Deidre. Deidre was there. I'll see her oh, yeah. pretty soon Big next shout week. Shout out to Deidre. So, yeah, we uh, were just talking about that. Mook was just saying how we used to go see you, mashed potato and gravy. He always say the same line. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we have come a long way. <laughs> Those were like 80s and 90 raps, you know, you know. You know, you know, you know, good the good times, good times. Mm. I love it. Don't regret any of them. <laughs> All right, so let's kind of, uh, you know, kind of wrap this up a little bit. We we thank you for coming out. Uh, one I of the questions it. I like to ask is now that you know we have a platform that we like to use to celebrate and showcase people like yourself that created a business really out of a need that you've seen, right? How can our viewers and listeners support you in what you're trying to do? Oh, well, um, first and foremost, I do have a website. I'm also on Instagram, Beautiful Soul Wellness. Uh, I have an email, www.com, bsoulwellnessspa.com. And I am also 
able to have you contact me at area code 248-629-0441. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And again, I will get your soul right. Both of them or one of them. (laughs) We can create healthy, happy feet first. Yeah. And also, I'm sorry, I apologize, but I forgot to put tell you the address of the location that I'm going to be at. And that should start actually the first week of September. And the address there is 25129 Dequinda Road. And that is in Madison Heights, Michigan, 48071. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be in contact with people that can get your soul right. Yes, Especially absolutely. If you can't get absolutely. your own soul right, you know, you need to surround yourself. With yeah, I, I can do one of them. So I don't know about that other one. S-O-U-L, On that so note, I'll, I'll get the bottom of it. So, give right. a shout out to the uh, the church you attend and the pastor. Yes. Yes. Second Ebenezer Church on Six Mile in Dequinder, where it is Bishop Edgar Van is my bishop been there for a long time my grandmother Edwina Hayes a shout out to her one of the mothers and pioneers of that church yeah 95 years old lived to be my Mimi and with her and my mom I am the woman I am today plus my wonderful stepmother Crystal oh yeah had a lot of phenomenal women moms Mimi oh Mimi Mimi was the greatest and uh, Crystal, oh, Kevin. Love her so much. That is my name to my and, grades. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, shout out to Pops, too. I think I got everything. Oh, yeah. Eddie oh, Pete. Aunt Joyce. Aunt Joyce, you're not going to be mad at me. <laughs> shout out to Aunt Joyce. Absolutely, Aunt Angel Joyce. And Gwen. Uh, Gwen. Freddie. Freddie. I'm wow, Freddie. I'm the next year to see this. You can get everybody. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to you all. You know, they, they treated me well, um, you yes. know, as a young, uh, uh, young dad, uh, you sent me a picture a while ago and I looked at it and I said, this looks like a guy that has no idea what he's gotten himself into. <laughs> yeah. And when, when you said it and after I looked at it, I was like, right, you are holding him. Like, what am I supposed to do with him? But I, I do want to say. Yeah. Yeah, he was holding him like he was confused. But one thing about that, I, I can't say that he he definitely was no problem. And I, we both are beyond proud of him. And, and I'm so glad that, you know, you shine, shine, whomever to just create this platform to show that we as African-Americans are way beyond what social media sometimes try to display us as. And, and again, with me working in the hospital, and seeing a lot of young black males, I, I'm phenomenal proud to know that I have to never, I have never seen my son on that end of the bed. And I, yeah. I, I'm glad of that. Proud yeah. of both of my babies. That would be a perfect end to this if I didn't have one more very important question that we always ask our guests. It's probably the most important question of the podcast. All right. So you're ready? I guess. <laughs> the question is. Have you ever been on the cover of a magazine? No, I haven't. Wow. Not a CNA, LPN, respiratory nurse? No type uh, of, yeah, no, no cover of magazine. Maybe I'll make it now through Beautiful Soul Wellness Spot. 
and 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 come see me because this is a private private suite where there's nobody there to look over to look at your feet and and try to see what's going on or whatever whatever you want to do you know like I said you might not want to go that deep with it but again it's, uh, I did want it to be created as a private setting because a lot of times I have been told and hear that you know people don't do that because most places are wide open and you don't get that created one-on-one space yeah I, I definitely have those type of feet that nobody else need to see but uh but <laughs> so what we try to do here is uh for people that have not been on the cover, we try to satisfy that with our last question and with one of the things that we do here at the Dripping It Black podcast. So my producer is going to put up your magazine cover. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Wow. Look right. at that. So I made it. Are, Yay. You I are gracing it. the cover of the Dripping in Black magazine. All right. That is also a parting gift that we will send out to you um, at a later date as a big thank you for coming on as our guest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. All right. So (laughs) we want to thank you again for coming out to the Dripping in Black podcast. We're going to ask our audience to hold on because we have the final segment, the last drip. But thanks again to the wonderful Christian, formerly Percy. AKA Chi Chi, AKA Chris, AKA Mimi, <laughs> now Christian Browner. Thank you for coming out. Thank you. Thank you, David B. Lewis, MC. I appreciate it. <laughs> Up next, the last drip. But first, a message from Anchor. A Dripping in Black thanks to Christian Browner. We truly appreciate her for sharing her story of remarkable commitment, dedication, and growth. However, we have reached the final segment of our podcast called The Last Drip. The Last Drip is the last opportunity for us to squeeze in a bit more Black excellence for you. In this final segment, we highlight a common thread between our guests and our vast and rich African-American history. For this episode, we recognize the great life and legacy of Mary Eliza Mahoney. Mary Mahoney was born in Dorchester, Massachusetts on May 7th, 1845. In 1865, at the age of 20, Mary began working at the New England Hospital for Women and Children, which had an all-woman staff of physicians. Mahoney worked there for 15 years in a variety of roles, including as a nurse's aide very similar to uh, our guest, Kristen Browner, who started as a certified nurse's assistant. The New England Hospital for Women and Children operated one of the very first nursing schools in the United States. In 1878, at the age of 33, Mary was accepted into New England's hospital's professional graduate school for nursing. Due to his rigorous requirements, many students did not complete this program. On August 1st, 1879, Mahoney was amongst the only four graduates out of the 42 students who began the program to be awarded a diploma and the only African-American, making her the very first Black licensed nurse 
in America's history. Mary Mahoney would go on to work as a nurse for the next four decades. Over the course of her career, Mary Mahoney gained recognition as a pioneer who opened doors for many other Black women interested in a nursing profession. In 1908, Mahoney co-founded the National Association of Colored Graduate Nurses, the NACGN. This group was created to advocate for the equality of African-American nurses. Mahoney lived to the age of 81, and after her death, she has been recognized numerously with several awards. For example, in 1936, the National Association for Colored Graduate Nurses established the Mary Mahoney Award in honor of her achievements. This award is given to nurses or groups of nurses who promote integration within the field. The award continues to be awarded today by the American Nurses Association. In 1976, the ANA inducted Mahoney into their Hall of Fame. In 1993, Mahoney was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame in Seneca Falls, New York. Lastly, in September 2021, for her tremendous life and legacy in the nursing field, Mary Eliza Mahoney became this episode's last drip. For more on Mary Eliza Mahoney, check out blackpast.org, womanshistory.org, and Y Center for Nursing.org. That's W I Center for Nursing.org. My thanks to all of these websites for the knowledge. And again, people, I keep stressing to you, we enter our second season, that our history is vast and rich. And despite the fact that public institutions deem our history not worthy of being required by our students, it's not a reason good enough to stop us from learning. So I implore you to get out there and learn more about African-American history, whether you're African-American or some other race. Lastly, I implore you to continue to support the Dripping in Black podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to the DIBK channel on YouTube and like, comment, and share our various episodes. Uh, We love to hear your feedback. But until next time, be kind, be loving, and be excellent on purpose. It is a choice. You have just experienced a Dripping in Black production.